Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're joining us for uh, what we affectionately refer to as the scene video Zoom slash podcast, sort of. Um, anyway, I am here with my colleagues, the lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell and the lovelier and talented uh, Grace Wood. And we are here to talk about what will be coming up uh, uh, in the uh, entertainment uh, lifestyle and culinary worlds of Tulsa that you can read about in the Tulsa World Scene section, uh, available wherever fine newspapers are sold, and also online at tulsaworld.com. Um, we will start off uh, in a music way. Um, a band that was popular and then broke up is coming back together, and I believe Jimmy knows all about that. Yeah, the Turnpike Troubadours have two shows this weekend at Kane's Ballroom, and those shows... Uh, sold out, uh, to quote Chad Rogers from Kane's Ballroom, faster than immediately. Uh, so, And it wasn't just a Kane's Ballroom phenomenon. This is happening everywhere with the Turnpike Troubadours. If, if James, you, or Grace, uh, or I were to go get another gig and not be at the Tulsa World, the readers would just move on to whoever's writing next. Uh, and, instead of the Troubadours fans moving on to, to the flavor of the day, they just got more popular. So in two and a half years, despite being on the sideline, their popularity just exploded in, the, in those two and a half years. Was it, was it because of the pandemic or was it the, the, uh, the, the always popular artistic differences that caused them to uh, stop, stop performing together? Um, they just needed to... Uh, to quote uh, Ross and Rachel and friends, they were just on a break, I guess, is the best way to put it. And it, it was not pandemic-induced, but it turned out to be, uh, you hate to say anything is fortunate due to a pandemic, which is tragic. But it did work out from that standpoint that the time they were away, they couldn't have been doing gigs anyway because of the pandemic. Okay. All right. And that show is coming up uh, when at the Canes again? I believe Friday and Saturday at Canes Ballroom. Okay. Because I know they... they now. They are an Oklahoma group, right? Or am I? They're, they're Telequah based, but they also have some history in Stillwater where they had a little place called the Ski Chalet, where their home was uh, nicknamed out on the west side of Stillwater. Any reason why it was called that, knowing Stillwater is not known for any type of skiing other than the brewskis? But well, as John Cooper from the Red Dirt Rangers was telling me yesterday, all the little music hangouts had to have a name. So you had the you had the farm and you had the yellow house. And because the Troubadours place looked like a little uh, tilted ski ceiling ski chalet, it was named the ski chalet. So there you go. Okay. Well, there you go. That that's that there you go is probably the best thing we could say about that. <laughs> They're an interesting bunch over there in Stillwater. You've got to give them that. Well, um, uh, I know that uh, other places get odd names like uh, Airbnb. We have the uh, uh, well-known uh, Buck Adam crash pad behind the Buck Adams curios. Um, but uh, Grace, you've got a, a story about some people that uh, are, 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 are touring the country via Airbnb, sort of, in a way, maybe? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my story for Saturday um, is about a mother-daughter and grandmother trio from Maryland who recently got kind of the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, 
This past July, they were informed that they had been chosen to be a part of the Live Anywhere on Airbnb program, which was um, a really highly competitive application process. And now um, Airbnb has provided 12 winners of that contest um, the chance to travel all over the world for a year um, while getting to stay in the Airbnbs of their choice completely for free. So it's a really, really cool opportunity. Um, and Lindsay, Anna, and Bev, they're the trio. Um, they chose to kind of do a road trip all over the U.S. They've been staying everywhere from um, Portland, Maine to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and now they're staying right here in Tulsa for the next few weeks. Their Airbnb is downtown. Um, and something that's really, really cool about Lindsay, Anna, and Bev is that their traveling has a much bigger purpose. Um, Anna, the daughter, has a disease called osteogenesis imperfecta, which is a genetic disorder that has her using a wheelchair every day. So much of their travel and kind of the way they've been documenting it on social media and on their blogs has kind of been meant to inspire other people in wheelchairs that, you know, traveling can be accessible for anyone. And they also kind of work to provide knowledge and resources of the places in each major city that they visit that are, you know, very accessible to people with disabilities and kind of which places are the easiest for people in wheelchairs to go to and stuff like that. So they're um, really big advocates for people um, in wheelchairs and dealing with disabilities. So that's kind of a big part of their ethos behind their travel too. So it's really cool. Well, that's that, that, that's great. And, and, and I like, I like the fact that it's, that it's, you know, they're, 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 they're also kind of shining a light on uh, an, a, 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 an, an issue as somebody with, you know, mobility issues, not to that degree, but still, uh, you know, knowing you can get to where you want or need to go is, is an important thing. And um, I'm glad they found uh, a place in Tulsa that's amenable. Are, are they, do they get like, um, because they were selected for this, does this mean like they're you know, kind of getting paid for this or is, you know, or, or is it just um, how, how much of, of, of the mechanics of, of, of how this works out uh, were you able to find out? Yeah, so they're not actually getting paid. Um, Lindsay, the mother, still works and she just works remotely, so she brings all that work with her. Um, but Airbnb is compensating them for the Airbnb stays that they're living in. And I believe also giving them vouchers for travel and like other different like expenses that pop up. Okay. So um, yeah, they're trying to make it as easy as possible for people to kind of travel around. So it's really cool. And you also mentioned that they were going to be in Tulsa for a few weeks. Is that how they plan these? That they 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 pick, you know, they're 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 not trying to get you know, I don't know, fifty two B and Bs in the, <laughs> in the yeah. course of the year, or do they try to try to you know stay in town for a while and and get to learn the town? Yes. So a big part of why they really wanted to apply to this program is because there's a requirement. I believe that each place that you stay, you kind of have to stay in for like at least a month, maybe like four to six weeks, because they really want it to be like, they really want to emphasize like long-term traveling and long-term stays, especially now that like more and more people are working remotely. Airbnb kind of wants to advertise, like you can 
rent one of our places for a whole month and go do your work just somewhere else. So that's kind of the point of it is, you know, advertising that Airbnbs are available for the long-term stays. So that's something that really appealed to this trio because they really enjoy kind of traveling all over the country. They were traveling, traveling a lot before they entered into this program. So that's, um, yeah, kind of what they do. They like to stay different places for really long periods of time and kind of live nomadically. Well, uh, how long have they, when you uh, spoke with them, uh, how long had they been in Tulsa and what's been their impression of the place so far? Yeah, they, when I talked to them last week, they'd been in Tulsa for about a week already. So they were really liking it so far and really, really interested in exploring all of the different, you know, historical landmarks around Tulsa and different museums and things we have to offer. Um, they made a point to go to Greenwood Rising because their Airbnb is really close to the Greenwood District downtown. So they were really excited to go see that and learn more about um, the Tulsa Race Massacre and things like that. Um, they've really made an effort to connect to the Cherokee Nation as well. They've been to several Cherokee museums, different art museums around town too, um, the Woody Guthrie Center. So they've really been making a big push to get all the, you know, historical landmarks in that they can. So they're really trying to take advantage of Tulsa. Get, 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 get all the culture we have to offer. Well, that's, that, that's good. All right. Um, well, a, uh, speaking of, 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 of getting out nationally, a, uh, uh, a local chef, uh, Candace Conley, uh, she runs a uh, cooking school and catering operation called The Girl Can Cook uh, in uh, downtown Broken Arrow. She was uh, selected to be a contestant on a, a, a new show. I believe its first episode aired last um, Thursday, which would have been the 31st of March. It's called Rat in the Kitchen. Um, and it's a it's on the, the, the cable network TBS. And it's a combination cooking competition and detective show. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the setup is there are six chefs who know next to nothing about each other who are brought into a kitchen situation where they have to um, are, are challenged to make you know a variety of things over the course of an hour however one of the uh, contestants is the rat who is trying to sabotage everything and if the rat can sabotage everybody's um, dishes to the point and, and do it in such a way that nobody knows who it is, the rat will earn all of the money that's up for grabs, which is $50,000 an episode. Um, Candace um, spent a month in Atlanta where this was filmed. Um, and she doesn't, because they keep everything uh, have kept everything very, very hush-hush, not even uh, uh, the only people who knew who the rat was in each episode were the producers and they were not on set. The host didn't know, you know, nobody knew. So it was a surprise to everybody when they were unveiled. Um, so she doesn't know when her 
episode is going to air, but the the show is on at 8 p.m. on Thursdays uh, on uh, TBS. And I watched the first episode, and it's it's entertaining. I mean, you'll it, it, it it's it's. Uh, it's they 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 put it together well. I mean, it, it'll hold your attention, and uh, so and we'll just keep an eye out for when uh, Can- Candace will show up. She uh, when I was talking with her, she said uh, you would not believe the number of non-disclosure agreements I had to sign mm. to be a part of this. So so and that's true with most uh, reality things. They have to you know they they can't talk about it before it airs. So. As a writer of uh, murder mysteries, do you have some clue who this rat might be yet after watching one episode? Well, it'll be a different one each time. Okay. So um, I, I, yeah, I kind of figured out who it was and it, it, I was, I, I was right, but that's all, that's all I will say. Well, it's nice to know that the rat is a contestant and not an ingredient. That's true. That's true. I mean, no, I, as as somebody who in a, a previous life in a previous house uh, had to battle these things, they like gummy bears and Doritos. Do not explain. I cannot explain why. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, you don't want you don't want rats anywhere near you. I'll just put it that way. So, OK, um, well, um, Rats are beasts, and there was a comedian that in his life was known as the Beast, uh, who has a, a big Oklahoma connection. Uh, and Jimmy, I think you also have something about that. Yeah, in remembrance of Sam Kennison, who died 30 years ago, April the 10th, 1992, in a uh, tragic automobile accident on the way to a gig in Laughlin, Nevada, uh, we, we want to have something about Sam Kennison's life because he is connected to Tulsa. He was born in, in Yakima, Washington. He was raised in Peoria, Illinois, home of Richard Pryor also, you know, coincidentally. Uh, but Tulsa was his home away from home because his mother married a pastor here named A.D. Marney. And so when he wanted to get away from show business and just have some home time, Tulsa was Sam Kennison's home. And he is buried here at Memorial Park Cemetery, uh, 51st and Memorial. But, uh, I interviewed his brother, Bill Kennison, a few years ago for a story about those connections to Tulsa and have communicated again with Bill, who says, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you know, feel free to, you know, dig into Sam's life again. Uh, And Bill wrote a great book called Brother Sam about he and Sam. So he said, uh, feel free to to lift any stories from that book, which I'm going to lift a couple or or more than a couple because it's a great book. Uh, highly recommended, Brother Sam, but uh, really an, an iconic figure in comedy, a preacher turned comedian, and his delivery was very much so, uh, you know, and, you know, screaming, no subject was taboo, off limits, uh, you know, just an amazing comedy legend who died far too young at age 38, so we want to remember his life. Well, and, and he was, I know, I know he, had, he appeared in a number of uh, music videos with with artists like Bon Jovi and mm-hmm. um, oh dear, and then he had I think he had he did a few himself. He was not he did a, a wild thing video with that's uh, what I'm thinking of. Jessica yeah. Hahn was in it, and and a few other music artists of note were all in the, his 
He had, one of his com comedy albums was actually half comedy, and the flip side of the album was uh, him singing uh, song covers. So yeah, he was very much a rock and roll comedian. Okay, and 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 Grace is is is, is nodding along like she knows who we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, never heard of him, but now I kind of want to look him up because well, he's a uh, very interesting figure. Uh, don't 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 uh, don't don't listen to his stuff around uh, young children or 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 uh, easily shocked uh, uh, family members because uh, he was given to, as a friend of mine once put it, a certain saltiness of expression. Um, he was banned from Saturday Night Live. I mean, how many people can say that? But he was so popular, they had him back in two weeks. So the band did not last very long. He was he was something else. He was also, uh, uh, oh dear, what was that? Wasn't he in a Rodney Dangerfield movie? Back to School. Back to School. That's what I thought. Okay. And, and should have been in Three Amigos, but his scenes were cut, and he blames Chevy Chase for that, right or wrong. He feels like. Chevy Chase didn't want to be upstage by Sam Kennison. Because he had a tendency to suck all the oxygen out of a room, that's for sure. Well, um, if you are, are uh, if it's getting to be lunchtime and you're in the need of a sandwich, we have a review of a new place called the Eiffel Tower Grilled Cheese Company uh, that is opened at um, 21st and Memorial. Um, they do... Uh, what they call elevated uh, grilled cheese. Everything does have cheese. At some point, it doesn't show up on a grill, but you're going to get stuff that you're not uh, expecting. Um, one of the things they do offer, though, that I found kind of fascinating is that they offer two types of tomato soup. I mean, grilled cheese, tomato soup, classic. Uh, probably the first thing most people uh, ever cooked for themselves as, as youngsters. Um, they have a homemade soup, but then they also have what they call classic. And I said, what's the difference between homemade and classic? And they were kind of sheepish when they said, well, that's actually Campbell's. And I said, really? Because I had, I've had their tomato soup and it's, it's good. I mean, it's, 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 I would recommend getting the homemade tomato soup. And, and he, and the, the owner laughed. He said, he said, I had no idea when I started this how passionate people were about tomato soup with grilled cheese. Some people want the Campbell's because it's better to dip in. If you're the type who dip your sandwich, it clings better <laughs> than, than the... So anyway, were, were, are, are, are either of you grilled cheese aficionados? Um, I wouldn't say I'm an aficionado, but I'm definitely a fan. Um, did you get anything at this restaurant that you would particularly recommend? I, uh, which the I, well, besides the tomato soup, uh, I, tr I tried what they called the American, which is um, their version of, a, of a just, just grilled cheese sandwich, but they use three different types of cheese. Um, and the, uh, the French dip was actually very good. Um, they, roast their they do their roast beef in-house and dress it with a little honey uh so there it's got a, an odd not odd but it's a surprising sweet note to it um 
but I, it, everything that I've tried there, I, it was, it was, it was quite good. So they have the veg, uh, vegetarian options if you need that as well. So, all right. Well, I think that will get us, uh, give you all enough to chew over for, for the coming week. Uh, and so on behalf of my, uh, Colleagues uh, Grace Wood and Jimmy Trammell, we will gladly see you later.